Welcome back to Rated Radio with your hosts, Rayburn Alexander and Shane Wyndham. Today with us is our special guest, our very first guest. Her name is Katie. She is my middle sister. Say hello, Katie. Hello, Katie. Okay, I appreciate that. Not not exactly what I meant, but <laughs> anyway, what's going on in your world, Rayburn? Catch everybody up. Um, not a whole lot. I uh, got pretty drunk on Friday with a friend. And it reminded me of why I don't drink any, not a lot anymore. So uh, that was fun. Are you still hungover? No. You are not as old as I am. I know. I'm. I was. I'm counting, counting myself lucky because I woke up the next morning and made waffles for everybody in the house. So, hey. You mean to tell me you're partying right now in the middle of this pandemic? With one friend. And then you're coming over here with me and my family. Yes, and the friend you know. Who definitely hasn't been going anywhere. Yes. Okay. I'm, I am being cautious. I'm not going to a wedding next week because of your wife's delicate situation because I want to keep her safe. So there you go. Stupid. Yeah. Anyway, what's going on in your world this week? I'm just editing Hopeless Oceans, more commonly known as the greatest novel you will ever read. Picking up toys instead of getting laid and slowly turning into the dad from F is for Family. I have to say, go ahead. As long as you don't put anyone through that fucking wall, I think you'll be fine. That's what I'm talking about. (laughs) Continue. Recording a podcast and people are vacuuming outside. I mean, come on. (laughs) I really miss thinking of myself as Julian from the Trailer Park Boys. Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm slowly turning into Jim Leahy, sitting at home, drinking. Katie, what's your favorite character from Trailer Park Boys? I'd ask Rayburn, but she has no idea what she's talking about. Bubbles. I've never seen it. You've never watched Trailer Park Boys? No, I've seen like an episode that you forced me to watch. You think you know somebody. Would but you, I have no memory of it. Would you like me to answer? Because you threw massive amounts of shade. You said bubbles. Just, yeah, I said bubbles. Yeah. Let me reiterate, bubbles. Bubbles. That's, yeah, that's my answer. Do you I've like conky? I've also never seen huh? an episode. Do you like conky? From Pee-wee's Playhouse. Oh my God. <laughs> You've never seen F is for Family either? No. Oh, that's good. Well... I've seen Joseph watching it, but I've never paid attention. Bill Burr is hilarious. I don't know anybody you're talking about. (laughs) I understand. Okay, you're making her very uncomfortable. Can we move this along? We can. I wanted to go ahead and give some corrections. Last week, I said peppermint schnapps. Should have said cinnamon. I also said graduation when I should have said late registration. That's my bad. If you don't know what I'm talking about, sorry about your life. Those were really bugging you this whole week, weren't they? They were. Okay. It was. Sort, I, it took everything in me to not edit them out of the show. Sort yourself out. I'm trying. I wanted to share some songs before we got started. Uh, two things that were in my stories from this last week. I got home on Tuesday after the new episode came out. Had a text from Codes. I guess he heard the Wheeler Walker Jr. recommendation and couldn't help himself from hitting me to something I'd never heard before. It's a song called Cocaine Country Dancing by Paul Cawthon. The text said, and I quote, Game Changer. Song gets me so hyped. And he was right about that. It's amazing. For a minute, I thought you were going to say song gets me so hard. But from what I've heard from the semi-friendly podcast, I would not be surprised if he said that. She's listening now. I am. Uh, Full disclosure, I have never tried cocaine, so it's just funny. Uh, The other song that I used this week was Ever After by Marianas Trench. Because we heard back from one of my childhood crushes who enjoyed the show, and that was Lena. And um, it got me to thinking about the fact that before the carjacking incident, we were at the movies watching Ever After. So It's a good movie. Thought I would use that. 
Do you have anything else to say here, Raven? Thank you, Lena, for giving us a positive review. That was pretty badass of her to do. So I appreciate that. I wanted to, um, before we jumped in too much here, I wanted to go ahead and give a gift of sorts to my sister for coming on the podcast today. And so she's got five songs up from me that remind me of her. Oh, God. So we're going to start off here with Waiting for a Star to Fall by Boy Meets Girl. I used to jam this when my mom was pregnant with Katie. I was excited at the prospect of a second sister. Uh, She was a little crazier than I anticipated, though. I was magical. You would run off the damn porch in your walker and flip onto your head. It's because I had a free spirit. Why the hell was no one watching her? We were. She was just like Speedy Gonzalez, just right out the screen. Now, why the door was open and the screen was just chilling there, that's the question, but... Off the porch. Off the porch. I've never heard this before, but all right. You've like never a, heard that story? I've never heard that I've story. I've heard that story a billion times. You, I have no memory of this. You know how many times I've heard the story that I walked up behind you with a stick while you were swinging and poked <laughs> you in the back? There's video evidence of that. You. I'm such an asshole. I just waited there and just let her let it happen. I knew she was going to come back into it. She got up and looked at me like I betrayed her whole world. You stabbed me in the back. I did. Literally. I literally stabbed you in the back. So the second pick here was Arthur Nix by Jupiter Sunrise. Uh, that does feed into what we were just talking about because uh, Katie was a goofy little girl. Did you slip in the grass at one point while you were running fall and then you stood up and kept running and passed the fuck out? Yeah, we were in the hill in our yard at the trailer. Um, we had little pieces of cardboard and we were running and sliding down the little hill and I missed the cardboard and just landed on my butt and I started crying and I got up walking to mom and then I woke up on the couch out like a light. (laughs) Never heard that story either. Where the hell was I? I mean, I wasn't Uh, there obviously, but I mean, where was I? What? You you weren't a direct member of the family, so you were not around at all times. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Again, sorry about your life. Yeah. Katie also, when she was very young, uh, married Carl, one of the neighbor kids, one of those second grade outdoor type weddings. Bud. 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 Anyway, third song I picked was Kate by Ben Folds 5. Uh, It just reminds me of the teenage stoner who I once got stoned on purpose, got her as high as I could as I was trying to teach her to not just get as high as she could all the time. I took her for a walk. I was literally just telling the story, the like, not last night, the night before. Yeah. I, it was like hallucinating what happened to me. Yeah, you shouldn't smoke pot and exercise. But, That's the uh, last thing I want to do, being yeah, we any, were, any influence is exercise. We were walking, and it just so happened to happen at this part of the street where there was a really big, what do you call it? It's a ditch. A yeah, hill? Yeah, but like underneath, it had that big tunnel. Oh, it's a storm drain. Yeah. Yeah. It's like this deep ditch, and it was concrete in it, not grass or anything. At that moment, because I used to get worried walking down there that I was just some going to stumble off the road into that ditch all the time. <laughs> but especially that night, at that moment when we're right over it, the earth, I suddenly became very aware of how round the earth is, and it was rolling, it was spinning, and I was trying not End oh up in that ditch. God. She lays down in the middle of the street <laughs> and starts crying to me about how she can't go on because the earth was moving or something <laughs> along those lines. Uh, fourth pick here is Pure Morning by Placebo. 
There's a video on my YouTube page. It's a bunch of goth kids dancing around to this song. And it just makes me think of your crowd in middle school and high school. My crowd did never, ever. We never did that. But you could see them doing it. We looked like that, (laughs) but we didn't do that. Last pick here was The Gulf of Mexico by Sean Mullins. That makes me think of you and Joseph. That's Um, one of my favorite songs of all time. Yeah, I kind of know that. And the song, I think, is very accurate representation. And it just makes me think of two people I would never want to live without. I I would have chosen a Halloween song here, but apparently Rayburn's the spooky one. Yep. Uh, (laughs) The only one of us who's Halloween-obsessed party thrower. Yeah, dog. You know. Katie and I never throw Halloween parties. Wouldn't we, dream of it. We all throw Halloween parties. He's joking. I, I get that. Okay. I'm just saying, for the <laughs> listeners that don't know, all of us regularly throw Halloween parties, and they're all really good. She'll toot all the horns for everybody. So You know, the best, no offense to either of you or myself, um, the best Halloween party I've ever been to was... Sully's birthday party that was just Halloween themed because it's in October. You love that movie. Oh this my is gosh. your nephew, right? The, huh? It's your nephew. Yes. Little, sorry, little boy. Uh yeah. Um, my little sister's son. That's yeah. who Sully is. Um, she decorated. Jordan, my little sister, decorated. It was a Halloween theme, but it was just really. It wasn't scary. It was like you know, orange black balloons and pumpkins and just like really childlike, but hardcore decked out everywhere Mm -hmm. and like everybody wore halloween shirts Mm -hmm. and it was just so childlike and it was the real magic i felt it so hard it was such a happy day i thought you were gonna mention one of your own parties whatever you started out saying the no offense to anybody here that's some (laughs) shit you say before people start throwing hands that one (laughs) halloween party that you threw where al messed up the scare of the night a trick or trivia (laughs) yes trick or trivia that i have an award for on my shelf in my living room i was a part of the best team i'll never forget al showing up at my door because we were supposed to be giving him a ride to the halloween party and justin Uh and he's got a black wig on he's dressed in a skirt or Uh, not a a dress and fucker literally wants to tell me hi you've got two dates tonight shane (laughs) Anyway, that's enough about us. Roll the intro. So things are going to be a little different this week. We do not have a list for you. We're going to be asking our guests some questions before and after our artist discussions. So let's start at the first question. Katie, tell us about your favorite concert experience. Okay, I've only been to two concerts. Is it? It's two or three. I think it's two. Um, And I don't really have anything to say about them. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. The best experience that... What I would imagine to be a concert experience for me was um, Disney Karaoke Roulette at the Abbey Underground. That was one of the best nights of my life. Every, the people um, who were singing karaoke, they didn't get to pick their Disney song. It like got assigned to them. And Laura was one of the people 
me, Laura, and Jordan went, and um, a lot of other people sang. It It was like a giant sing-along. <laughs> I barely had a voice left the next day because I just screamed all night long. The highlight of the night was when some guy, I don't know who he is, he... Which song is it? It's Lion King. King I just can't wait to be king. Oh, I I just can't wait to be king. You know, and he did. I love that she looks at me like, help me out, (laughs) because she ain't looking at you. He was doing the Simba, you know, and there's other, Mm -hmm. and the whole crowd, you know, zazooing at him. She's getting emotional just thinking (laughs) about it. It was so much fun. Good Lord. What is one of your favorite moments in a song? Okay. um, Oh, she about to talk about some real shit now. I was going to do that. So actually my answer is pretty boring. Not really. It's because <laughs> we're not going to be ever? disappointed with anything some mixed you signals say. here, Katie. What's going have, on? Have you ever heard of Coulter Wall? No. Okay. That's why it I say it could be boring because I don't want to describe it to you guys because I would want you guys to hear this cuz okay. okay, I was drunk the first time I heard it. Laura and Michael showed it to me. And even in my drunk state, I knew that's something special. And then I was trying to think of uh, an answer to this question. She was having a cool. <laughs> oh, I was. <laughs> and uh, I listened to this song sober, and it was even better sober. So it it's... What's it called? It's like this build... Oh, it's called Kate McCannon. Kate McCannon. by Coulter Wall. All right. It, you'll know the moment. It's just... I mean, the whole song's a moment, but it has this buildup and it... You'll know. I'm feeling it. Okay. What's the first album you remember owning? NSYNC, self-titled, um, when I was 10. Did you like the album? I loved it. I wore that thing out. Do you still listen to that album? Uh, here and there. Like, when I mainly when I listen to 90s playlists, but... I remember sitting around at Grandma's. And that VHS of the live performance of NSYNC used to play on a repeat. And Jordan, whose favorite song was Digital Get Down. Digital Get Down. Yeah, that was Jordan's favorite. And she she would sit me down in front of the TV and she's like, watch this. And it's J.C. Chazé thrusting at the camera. The camera's (laughs) underneath the glass floor. She's like, watch this. That shit was hot. Spiritual awakening right then. (laughs) I'm in the wrong room right now. Did you never see that? Yeah. It's like, like, how did you even miss it? Yeah. It was in my home. How has your taste in music evolved over time? Well, at first I said it hasn't. And really, I guess that's true. All I could think to say was, um, as a kid, I usually listened to country. As a preteen, it was very pop. As a teen, it was almost exclusively rock and as an adult it's usually country but at all points of my life it's been everything there's just been kind of standouts yeah that's all what made you go with fiona apple this week if you're country fanatic just need a change of pace it's not that it's a change of pace because she's a pretty regular in my what i choose to listen to Mm. um i feel like there's a lot to say about her or at least her songs i don't know necessarily about her as a person i didn't like research her much that's where i come in yeah somebody's always got that under control i did a little bit of it but her songs i feel like they are conversation starters i just thought it might be a good pick cool what's a an album you love which most people have probably never heard of oh 
Okay, for this one, I marked out the word album and wrote song because I don't know, other than like those CDs I had as a kid, Mm -hmm. I don't really go by album. It's like random songs. Yeah, I can attest to that. Um, Question, if it did say song, it's tailor-made for you as well because you, more than most people, show me songs that I've never heard of that I can't stop listening to. Anyway, didn't mean to interrupt. Continue. Well, the song I picked... I don't know if it's... I don't think it's popular. It's not like it's on the radio, so I would guess most people haven't heard it. It's called If I Go, I'm Going, Mm. and it's by Gregory Allen Isakoff. And we... um, When I say we, I mean me and Joseph. When we watched... Haunting of Hill House. Yeah. Yeah. The last episode, at the end of the episode, that song's playing. And I didn't think much of it. I knew I was incredibly moved by this entire show but especially that last part I like was in my feels and later Joseph showed me this song and I was like what is that like I was in love with it and he's like that's the song that was playing Mm -hmm. and just knowing it was on that show too makes the song even better I don't I love that song yeah it's phenomenal anyway let's get on to the first artist here and that was your pick Fiona Apple So we'll go ahead and go over the albums first and what we thought of them. Now, before we get going, Katie, did you listen to both artists? Did you listen to all the albums? Did you go through any of that? I listened to every single album of both artists. Okay. Cool, cool. Every single album ever created in the human existence. I watched every single interview they've ever been in. She's seen every music video. I know everything. Oh, okay. No, I listened to every album that you listed. Well, I shouldn't have an opinion then today because Katie knows everything. Everything. (laughs) So I we'll don't have start facts with, today because Katie knows everything. <laughs> Let's start with Title. It's a 1996 album. For me, it ranked next to last. I gave this four fives. I'm appalled. Oh, down here it's not much different than Katie's opinion. I I gave it um, five fives, and it was my second from the top, my runner-up. My top track was Criminal, and my bottom track was The First Taste. On my top was Sullen Girl, and my bottom was Carry On. I gave it eight fives, and it was my number one album. My top track is... Wait a minute, what were you... Go ahead. What were your top tracks? Sullen Girl and Carry On. No, Carry On was your bottom. Oh, Oh, yeah. Top track was Sullen Girl, bottom track was Carry On. Sorry, I was trying to read my paper while y'all were saying that, and then I realized as I was about to say it, I wanted to know what y'all's were, and I didn't hear that. <laughs> my top was criminal. My bottom was the first taste. Okay. Uh, my top was never as a promise, and my bottom was the first taste. All right. So we're already on the same page there. I had trouble with not using never as a promise for my top track. You had a question you wanted to ask this week about which song by Fiona you wish you had written and why. Yes. Which song would you want to take credit for writing if you could? I'm going to let Shane go first on this one. Yeah, mine's simple. This was uh, Never as a Promise was my choice because it's lyrical gold. It's really all I... It's perfection. Yeah. Is that your answer too? A Fiona Apple, yes, that would be my answer. All right. Mine's actually from the next album, and I don't know if we want to wait till we get to the next album for me. Just answer the question. A mistake. Nice. That's what I would choose. (laughs) All right. So the next album in line was Win the Pawn from 1999. This was my top pick. I gave it nine fives. My top track was Love Ridden. My bottom track was I Know. And this was my top for me. I gave it six fives. My top track was A Mistake. My bottom track was To Your Love. 
This was my second place album. Um, I gave it eight fives. Sorry. My top track was Love Ridden and my bottom track was On the Bound. See that look that was on your face when I said I know? Uh That's how I feel about your On the Bound pick. Really? And I like I know. This is a fantastic CD. So it's just, I'm saying it's it was hard for me to pick, especially these first two albums, a bottom track because it felt wrong. Right. I don't dislike any single song. Did you guys know how long the title is for this song? Yeah. 90 words. Do you know she holds a Guinness mm-hmm. world record for that? Yeah. So I did not know that. So. Yeah, it's a poem that's on the album cover, right? Like uh, maybe a, like a maybe a round. I don't. Is it? Yeah. Because I, I remember the cover was red. It's really red. What's next, Rayburn? Next album we covered was Extraordinary Machine from 2005. This fell second to last for me. I gave it three fives. And my top track was Temps, The Sick in the Head song. And my bottom track was Extraordinary Machine. Katie, what about you? You say extraordinary. <laughs> so yeah, extra, oddly. Extraordinary. 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 Okay, extraordinary. this album was third place for me. And yeah, they seem to just go in order first, second, third. Uh, can I break here? Yeah. Because I have to point it out when she's wrong. Extraordinary is a phrase, but it's two words. Do you want me to say it again? Extraordinary. Extraordinary. I'll say it again. <laughs> let's back up and let's cut this out. Here we go, because it's going to bug you. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm just fucking with you, Raven. Damn, calm down. Go ahead, Katie. I love it when people say things oddly. I make fun of Joseph all the time, because like Popeye, he says pie pie. Oh, no, and that you know, is weird. I shouldn't have known that. Like, have you pie washed pie. my clothes? Have you washed my clothes? Literally. And I make fun of him, and he gets annoyed with me. And But I love that he does. I love when pe- anybody does that. It just, it's interesting. This like, is explaining the... Stewie from Family Guy obsession that he had. Cool whip. That, that whole thing. Yeah. My sister says crayon like cron. She says, hand me that cron. And I don't know where she learned that from. So I was yeah. watching some YouTube show last week and a guy said rent, like R-U-R-N-T. Mm-hmm. Like it's bad, it's ruined. Rent. <laughs> anyway. What were your thoughts on the album? Did we already cover oh, that? Oh, okay. Um, Extraordinary Machine. Let's see. I gave it one five. No, I'm looking at Idler Will. I gave I gave the wrong answer for when the pawn. When the pawn I gave six fives. Just to correct myself. All right. Extraordinary machine I gave eight fives. Um my top track was red, 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 and my bottom track was better version of me. Damn. Uh, feel bad answering now. This fell in the middle for me. I did give a lot of fours. I thought most of the content was decent. I just didn't love it all. I gave it two fives. My top track was the title track, Extraordinary Machine. My bottom track was Get Him Back. Let me say for the record, I only gave two ones this whole time. So it's better than Oh, when we got to her most recent album, I was dishing out ones left and right. I was angry. I didn't give a single one. Well, you're better than the rest of us. Idler Wheel from 2012. I gave this zero fives. It fell to the bottom for me. My top track was Every Single Night. My bottom track was Left Alone. This also was my bottom. I gave it zero fives. My top track was Valentine, and my bottom track was Jonathan. This was my fourth place. I gave it one five. My top track was Largo, 
and my bottom track was left alone. And I just want to say, because I made a note of this, I don't know if you guys are going to remember the song Largo, like how many times you've heard it, but I think it's worth mentioning that I believe it is the Fiona Apple version of I've Got Friends in Low Places. Hmm. That's what that song means to me, and I uh, loved it. Might be the only time I go back to listen to an either real track, <laughs> just to know. Next is Fetch the Bolt Cutters. This is her newest album from 2020. This fell in the middle for me. I gave it three fives. My top track was Ladies, Ladies, Ladies. The song is just called Ladies. ladies. Yes, but that's how that's what she says at the beginning. And immediately I was like, it reminded me of Jay and Silent Bob. Have y'all ever seen that? Mm -hmm. Ladies, Ladies, Ladies. Jay and Silent Bob are in the his elves. (laughs) And my bottom track was Relay. My bottom track was also Relay. My top track was I Want You to Love Me. I had a hard time choosing between that and Under the Table. This was my runner-up. I gave it four fives. Katie, how'd you feel about Fetch the Bolt Cutters? It was my bottom album by far. It was frustrating to me. Okay, which this is kind of goes with one of the questions that you had me answer this week that I'll answer later. One of the things I hate the most in a song is repetitiveness. And that's why I kept just eh, eh, one, one, because it was so repetitive. And it made me, it wasn't like oh, no, that sucks, and so I'm giving it a one. It made me angry because they were really good lines, and I couldn't like it because they repeated too many times. Like, I just, it made me really frustrated. So I gave it zero fives. My top track was Fetch the Bolt Cutters, and my bottom track was On I Go. I just want to throw out there before we move on that those last two albums are pretty experimental. Mm -hmm. Either will is very slow. Her piano style is still there, but it's very, very slow. The melodies are fairly one note. And I remember not caring much for that album. And I had yet to listen to Fetch the Bolt Cutters, but I saw an article after it came out talking about reinvention of her sound, yada, yada. I I didn't think that was really going to be the case. But I think Either Will, for me, is a good example of how to get experimentation wrong. Whereas I thought Fetch the Bolt Cutters was a really good example of how to get experimentation right. I agree. The the drum sense that are present throughout the album, it's surprising. You get some piano in the beginning, but for the most part of the album, it's drums. Drums are the highlight of the album, not her piano work, which was so strange that I still enjoyed so much of it. It, it reminded me of Extraordinary Machine, where she really leaned into the fun side her irreverent side it really did sound like a bunch of music that a kid would write with some obviously extremely serious overtones because it's fiona apple and what she's been through and where she comes from you mean lyrics aside it sounds like that yeah see yeah it was it was really unpredictable for me and extraordinary machine even though it like it got my bottom i think that Extraordinary Machine was not a great attempt, an attempt at experimentation, but I agree. I liked Fetch the Bolt Cutters for that reason. I think she did a lot better with that album. That's the reason why it fell in my middle. I have to say this. Uh, Rayburn, go listen to, there's a song by Better Than Ezra. It's mm-hmm. called Extraordinary. I think you'll appreciate it for obvious reasons. I need to say, I couldn't disagree more. <laughs> 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 Shit, fetch the bolt cutters. 
Extraordinary Machine. That is so good. The whole album is so... I am in love. And then Fetch the Bolt Cutters was just... That's I fine. don't want to say it's bad because I hate... Say, I there's know, those, genius in there, you know? But I can't so listen disagree. to <laughs> Well, this is a, a contentious artist, clearly. Um, I like that. I like that people are going to have different opinions. Yeah, she's open to interpretation. I think we were all over the map, actually. We didn't have the same top albums anywhere. But yeah, she writes really good music in most places. Uh, Let's get on to the questionnaire. What was everyone's weirdest track? Extraordinary Machine. Did did anyone... Did you hear the sigh? I said ladies, but (laughs) I did give ladies a five. There you Um, go. I also gave Extraordinary Machine a five. I didn't give Extraordinary Machine a five, but I still put it up there i think i put it at a three so it didn't get this was not one of my ones forgive me katie yeah i definitely gave it a five um but yeah it's uh, you didn't say we can talk about the worst track (laughs) yeah it's not the worst it's not the worst it's just the weirdest my weirdest track was on i go i think it's from fetch the bolt cutters because i felt like it was the most repetitive it's hard to choose which one was the most repetitive but i felt like that one was so katie hates repetition i do katie hates repetition What was your weirdest track, Shane? Ladies. Oh, yeah, you already said that. Yeah. I'm going to shut up now. Uh, We'll move on to best title, and I'll answer first so that we know. Uh, My best title was Fetch the Bolt Cutters. I couldn't wait to hear what that song was about. It scared the shit out of me, but I I wanted to hear it. Mine was Rack of His. (laughs) No explanation. You don't want to see his rack, Raven? I apparently want to see his rack. Oh, that was your best title. Yes. My bad. You know, she got a tattoo of a pair of bolt cutters. Did you know most of that album was recorded on GarageBand? No, I didn't know that. A lot of the vocals were unedited. I really related to that album. I know you disagree with me completely. I I like, you know, imperfections and things like that. The sound wasn't bad for me. It was just too repetitive. I could not get past it. She probably should have thrown more piano in there. I think it would have helped. Anyway. My best title was Werewolf. It's a good one. Mm-hmm. What about your worst? My worst was Hot Knife. You know, that... just make you uncomfortable mm-hmm. to think about? It. I didn't care. I didn't think anything of it till I heard the song. You, it, do you remember Hot Knife? Not specifically. Hot maybe. Knife was mine as well. Okay. Yeah, I remember it's it. The... Uh, yeah, I'm buttered. He's butter and I'm his hot knife or uh, whatever. I yeah, buttered. I remember that. Yeah, I'm he's butter. hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I would have called it butter. <laughs> <laughs> Mine was Temps, the sick in the head song. I didn't really care for that song. Sorry, Raven. That's fine. I would have called it. Give a shit what you I think. I really used to love him. I got shit for not um, giving that song a five. From I who? gave it a four. By the way, I. Who gave you shit? Laura and Jordan. <laughs> Lauren Jordan, y'all are on the same page as me, and I appreciate it. <laughs> Did they also hate Fetch the Bolt Cutters, or have they not listened? I don't know if Jordan's heard it. I only spoke to Laura about it. That was She listened to her new album, and she said, all I can say is Fetch the Bolt Cutters is... The song Fetch the Bolt Cutters is worth listening to. My worst title, like I said, was Hot Knife. The title that I would have used is Making Toast. <laughs> <laughs> I like Hot Knife. I don't know. It, Sounds like what her lyrics tend to be, which is 
highly uncomfortable in places on purpose because it's going to make you feel something. I, I ba- backing up, one of the best title though that I almost used instead of rack of his was Shamika. That's a good one. Yeah. So anyway, Katie, what would you say is the strongest element for Fiona Apple? Lyrics, hands down. See, I, w- I think I would have said moody voice and melodies. Mine was a combination of the two. I said her voice and her lyricism. They both lend themselves to what she's doing mm-hmm. lyrically. So works. What about the weakest element for you guys? Ladies. Ladies, <laughs> ladies. I said not enough intensive melodies when experimenting. Oh, no, sorry. Not enough enticive melodies when experimenting. I said the only thing I could think to possibly say was repetitive in newer albums, specifically the newer album, mm-hmm. Vegetable Cutters. That's the only negative I can possibly see. What okay. about you, Shane? Slow tempo experimentation. Idler Wheel was just way too slow for me as far as experimentation goes. I was having some early Sia Radiohead flashback. I do not want to start this again. (laughs) Y'all come back to Radiohead (laughs) so much. I still listen to so much of that stuff. Lee Bryce, by the way, I'm still listening to on the regular. And I've discovered... I was wrong about his voice, saying I wouldn't be able to pick it out of a crowd, Mm -hmm. because the more I listen to it, the more I realize he sounds just like D to me. He sounds like Daniel. So I think I could pick him out. Yeah, his. I was surprised when you said that, because his voice, it stands out to me. Since we're on the subject of Lee Bryce, I want to take this moment to formally apologize to Angie. She was very triggered by what I had to say about I drive your truck and Katie's looking at me like. Uh, let me just say, okay, everyone I know was triggered. By was appalled by this, and right before I left the house this morning, uh, please tell Rayburn that I will never forgive him. <laughs> okay, yeah. let me just say, in, I in your defense, some of the lyrical content was really it's super country, yeah. typical, but the notion of a. Like when somebody passes away, you're left with their truck. And mm-hmm. what else do you do besides leave it as is and drive it every now and then? Okay. I have gone back and listened to it since since I got reamed on Facebook from my aunt. I have gone back and listened to it. Now, I do not change my opinion on the melody, but I listened to the lyrics more in, intensely this go around. And I will say... Yes, I get it. It's a very, very sad song, and I really, really do like the lyrics of the song, but something still didn't grab me about the melody, and that's fine. I think that everything about that song makes it one of the best songs ever written, <laughs> period. I'll, I'll show myself out now. This has been a great episode. Katie, you wrap it up. What does Fia, or Who does Fiona Apple sound like, in your opinions? I loved my answer for this, because I felt like I figured it out. All right, let's hear it. Because at first, I was like... Who the hell am I going to say? And then I was uh, I figured it out. Two people. I said Carrie Noble, if you think about it. <laughs> yeah, the, okay. I'm thinking about it. I can, I can, and I can Bette Midler. Think about, um, what's it called? O Industry. O Industry. Those two, man. Yeah. See, I said Bjork, Sophie B. Hawkins, Lana Del Rey, and the lead singer from Jefferson Airplane. Huh. Uh, I'm sorry. I, I was trying to process it all. Uh, my answer was three-pronged. 
if you listen to Tori Amos, the track Precious Things really sounds like her darker side. I also said Bjork. I think the song It's Oh So Quiet sounds like her lighter side, kind of crazy Mm -hmm. side. You get that same vibe. And then when you're listening to Fetch the Bolt Cutters, right at the beginning and some of the piano content throughout really reminds me of Ben Folds' solo work. So a track like Trusted by by Ben Folds, that really hit home for me. Next. How does the music make you feel, Katie, when you listen to it? Well, first of all, I answered when to listen. Okay. And I would say... <laughs> Let me correct you, girl. You did not ask me the correct I should have left when I said I was going to. <laughs> I think you should listen to Fiona. Okay. I was worried that someone here today was going to say, you know, Fiona Apple, angry girl music. It makes me angry when people call her music angry girl music. Which I can see why, but it they, and I think why is because it it sounds intimidating to them. Anyways, but uh, I don't listen to her when I am angry. I f- feel like listen to her when you are broken, like the lowest of the low. I think that being angry is a gift. It's it's when you've been broken to broken when you've been broken you've been broken and you get to the point where you are angry. That's a blessing. That's so much better. I think that listen to her when you're broken, she will get you there. I feel like you need a shirt that says anger is a gift. (laughs) (laughs) So I said, when to listen, when you're broken, how it makes me feel. I feel like I'm getting help. I'm going to listen to her when I'm broken. That's okay. Dang. That's okay. She's trying to balance this out (laughs) because of her extraordinary (laughs) comments. Uh, I'm a guy and... (laughs) No. Yeah. I'm, wow. I know this is coming to us as a surprise to some of you out there, but I am a guy, and I genuinely enjoy Fiona's music. It's not lip service. I've always liked Fiona Apple's music. Never once thought about it as angry girl music. I thought of it more as abuse survivor music, and the anger is which she is very much heartfelt. I would have said I listen to this music when I'm fucking done. And it makes me feel mentally present. I am very much in the moment when I'm listening to a good song by Fiona Apple. Mm. Who hasn't answered yet? Me. Um, I actually, initially I was going to, uh, well, I mean, I I still think this. It makes me feel a sense of self-empowerment. Like I'm taking back my my personality and my, my strength from someone else. At times it also makes me feel relaxed that slower pace, uh, but I was going to write down, it makes me want to grow my pit hair out and just say T fucking M I <laughs> right there. For the record, my armpit hair is not grown out, but it makes me want to just say, fuck you. I'm going to do what I want. So that's and what you want to do. I'm just saying, don't tell me what I should do because I'm a lady. Okay. Ladies, Society, ladies, 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 just saying, I, I mean, I haven't, done that but due to societal norms there's, i will get chastised there's going it. to be a point in her life when someone calls her a lady and she just straight <laughs> lifts her arm ladies her ladies, ladies. Her but katie said angry girl music and then i had to think about it and i'm like oh my god am i like making it angry girl music no i think it's empowering i think that's a good thing to make it th- it's a i think it's dumb to label that her is that yeah like Alanis Morissette and you know like all of them are put into that 
90s angsty girl vibes. Most rock bands could be considered angry girl music, but it's just that a lot of them are men. It's it's what constitutes this angry girl. It's just going to make me sound like a feminist. First of all, women have a right to get angry anytime they want to. Thank you. Shane? Am I supposed to have an opinion over here? Get out of here. I thought I already gave my opinion. Um, let, yeah, let's let's just go there, shall we? If you say that a female's music is angry girl music, it's sexist. Yeah, yeah. I, I okay. never, you're right, Katie, I never listen to rock music and think, that's angry girl music. Mm-hmm. Or I'm that's most, angry man music. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the fuck? I love angry music, so. Right, yeah, yeah. What was your fest? Fest? Katie, what was the fest experience? With fell on an apple. First, the best experience. I didn't say I didn't answer for first because I couldn't remember. Um, my best experience was listening to Never Is a Promise. I've always liked Never Is a Promise, but when I listened to it at one point in my life, it became perfection. It means something very specific to me, and it it perfectly describes how I feel about a certain person. And I am so glad I have that song. I'm so glad it exists. I bet he's the kind of person that would call this. Angry girl music. Probably so. Raven? I said the criminal music video. I felt like I was watching someone's personal tapes and it felt kind of dirty. Nice. I felt like I shouldn't have been watching it, but I kept She gives us like weird eyebrow nods every time she starts <laughs> talking like this. And I make eye contact. Yeah, I know the, the criminal music video. I love, obviously, love the song Criminal, but that music video was at the time pretty like popular so i just remember watching that for the first time and being like oh what is this can i watch this hidden tapes am i allowed annie is this yours oh my god annie would you forgive me for this annie are you okay (laughs) (laughs) i went with my best experience and that was watching her perform the entirety of win the pawn on mtv i already enjoyed fiona but just seeing how talented she is performing live, otherworldly. Moving on, who would you like for Fiona Apple to collaborate with? Or what song would you like for Fiona Apple to cover? I said Beck. They have similar approaches to experimental projects. I think that would be super cool for them to team up. What song? Didn't say one. Thanks for asking, Kate. Yeah, she doesn't normally go with the covers. It's hard, because I'll usually pick a song by whoever I want her to collaborate with, and Shane's like, oh, really? You want them to redo his own song or their own song? And I'm just like, I give up. I'm not even going to pick one. I chose Gavin Rosdale, and I would want them to cover Chim Chim Tree. From Mary Poppins? Hell yes. Nah, that is some shit I did not expect to hear. <laughs> I can hear it, dude, and it's good. Shane? I want her to collaborate with Eminem. I'm specifically thinking of his intensity on Kim. I think you put those two elements together, you're going to get a great result. If she were going to cover a song, I would want her to cover Northern Star by Hole. Mm. She could take that to another universe. I feel like I already said another world. I can't remember what She's going to take it to another. You, you know, another, another world. Another, another. End of story. Another world. Next thing you have to say is another galaxy. I'm keeping track. So you said world. You said universe. Next time you're ne- ready. Galaxy. Is yeah. the Northern Star in another universe? No. 
Is it? No. Hold on. You better fucking leave this in, I swear. (laughs) Is the Northern Star in another galaxy? Does anybody know? I don't know, but I'm going to laugh at you. I don't know. Because I And I initially said, in another universe. (laughs) Yeah, we can see the the Northern Star. It's in another universe. I I think that would be really good, her and Eminem. I can hear it. I think they should be talking shit to each other. Oh, my God. That would be really good. You're welcome, world. You are welcome. Next question. What makes this artist seem unique to either of you? I said her dissonant piano work. Her piano styling is instantly recognizable. You won't miss it. I said aside from lyrics, because she's a genius, I think that she might actually sound better live than she does on her albums. And I thought that's really interesting. I don't think that about a lot of people. Hmm. And I said slow-paced jazz-inspired vocals. It's very loungy. That was the loudest swallow I've ever heard in my life. I don't know if it was because she was close to the mic. It was boom. Like a Yuck. goofy. <laughs> Gorge. Gorge. How could this artist be most successful in the future? I said be more cohesive in experimental projects. I couldn't answer because I saw this interview with her where she said, like, she can't guarantee she's going to do this forever. She can't write a song to write a song. She can't write an album just to do it, just to put it out. That they have to come to her naturally. Mm-hmm. And so I felt like, all right. What do you say to that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you need to put out a product because I want you to. You need to have more feelings. Well, there's quite a gap in her work mm-hmm. from album to album towards the end anyway. What about you, Shane? I said never return to Idler's sound. You really what, hated that wasn't album. my bag. That's odd to me. It didn't even, didn't even sound much different than the A. Uh-huh. Don't listen to me. Who would you recommend this artist to and why, Katie? I said anyone going through something that I felt like one of her songs would help them through. I have a feeling I know which song, and I'm going to talk about it in a minute. Answer the question, Rayburn. Oh, sorry. Um, I had someone in mind, but I also said anyone seeking an empowering female voice, uh, I would recommend it to my... Australian friend Melissa, a.k.a. Whoopi Beaver. Don't ask. It was a nickname I gave her in high school. That sounds... Whoopi Beaver. Whoopi Beaver. She said... She always said she thought Whoopi Goldberg's name was really cool, and she wanted to be named Whoopi. So I started calling her Whoopi, and I don't know where Beaver came from, but she also gave her me... Her vagina? I'd never seen it, but maybe. I don't know. Um, my nickname was also Linkovich Chamofsky. I went by Linkage. Only because, for those of you that haven't seen Encino Man, you know what I'm talking about? I already don't remember your answer because of what you just anyway, got on a tangent about. Anyone seeking an empowering female voice, Melissa, I would recommend her to you because I know you very well. So, moving on. Whoopi Beaver has got to hear this. Whoopi Beaver, listen to it. I said abuse survivors so they can see tragedy's ability to make magic once you're beyond it. Wow, you're talking about some really inspiring things. I'm over here talking about Whoopi Beaver. That's why I went last, so that you didn't feel bad this time. Thanks, I still feel bad. Uh, when I, I saw her say, I think, it was on a talk show. I think it was Jimmy Fallon, but I'm not sure. They were asking her about, um, like, um, the confidence and anger, whatever, behind her lyrics. Angry girl music. Like, they were saying, where does that come from? Something along, oh, they mentioned it. And she was talking about, I found this so interesting. She said that she doesn't feel that when she's writing that song. Like, she's trying to feel it, 
what she's writing. And she said, it'll, like, a couple months later, she'll feel it. I thought that was so cool. Yeah. See, in one of the songs I really appreciated from her, not that I have I have any personal experience with this at all, but the song for her, uh, Fiona Apple's actually a victim of rape. And that Is that song, on Fetch the Bolt Cutters? Yes. It's the one that changes, like, three times throughout? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's some some heavy shit towards Yeah, that. and you can really feel it in that song that she's kind of channeling what she had gone through and trying to identify with other women that have gone through it. So yeah, I, she was she was singing "Good Morning" from yeah, good from morning. singing in the rain. Yeah, and then changed it to to something like uh, yeah, you you raped me in the bed where our daughter or where our kid sleeps, like or where our kid was born. Yeah, that's right. Born. Yeah, 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 yeah. That. I heard that and I was like, oh my God. But yeah, that I just, heavy. I had to say something about this song just because that's a heavy, a heavy topic to talk about and just that she would make a song out of it. I just wanted to acknowledge it. Do you have any other optional discussion topics? I thought for similar sounding songs, I thought Relay sounded like uh, my grandma told your grandma sitting by the, f- I, I, Iko, Iko. Set this world on fire. A lot of the the choruses or the beginning parts of some of those songs on Fetch the Bolt Cutters, they all reminded me of those patty cake songs you would sing when you were young and doing little hand pats. What about you, Katie? Any optional discussion topics? No, the only thing I wrote on my papers that I haven't said anything about is just random lyrics that stood out to me. I also wrote down every song that I gave a five. <laughs> lyrics out of those songs. Yeah. Hit, hit us up with some. Oh, some lyrics? Yeah. Okay. Why not? That's allowed, right? Not really. Okay. Could you get Sorry. in trouble for that? <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's a copyright issue. Okay. okay. Well, then ignore me. Ladies, ladies, ladies. Let's go back to that. But um, maybe what you should do is share with us online at some point what lyrics you liked and uh i mean hell even make a playlist for what you gave your fives to people can go find and hear what you thought so if if you You really hated dog yes i've got spotify if you really hated fetch the bolt cutters you might enjoy katie's fives for fiona i don't want to say i hated it i was angry about the repetitiveness I, who knows? Maybe I'll learn to love repetitiveness. And was, that, that'll be my favorite your, album in the world. Wasn't one of your top tracks Red, Red, Red? Yes. Red, Red, The red. title <laughs> is repetitive. Okay. One of the things that I really enjoyed about that set, I'm always interested in the mixing of an album, how the tracks are put together in what order and that sort of thing. It's the first time I've ever seen uh, two tracks with re- repetitious words put right together because yeah. you had please 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 and red red red, red, red. red. yeah very different songs but yeah and I see in, in a song like red 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 where she's red 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 like it's a word and it's the whole song you know we're not repeating verses or pieces of the chorus like it's not repeating it's like i like that because it makes it feel more like a build-up and intensity put towards one word. I don't mind that. It's not like you can't ever repeat anything or I'm going to hate you. I can get behind what you're saying, too, because there are a lot of songs where they get to a chorus and the lyrics are just the same thing over and over again. Mm-hmm. It's like, really, you couldn't think of an additional line to rhyme against what it is you're saying. Yeah. Anyway, so I think we're done with Fiona Apple. 
let's uh, go ahead and take our break. Raven, do you want to get us started here? Yeah, sure. I don't have anything to plug this week. I'm just going to get right to my song recommendation of the week. It's been stuck in my head constantly this past week, and I'm not mad at it. Um, it's I Still Can't Get Over Loving You by Ray Parker Jr. Ray Parker Jr. is also the guy that did the Ghostbusters theme. Does not sound anything alike. Uh, so I would give it a chance. Um, also, all of these songs that I'm recommending over these past episodes you can find a playlist on my spotify labeled song recommendations from the podcast so anyway ray ray parker jr i still can't get over loving you cool and i'll throw out there that i've now got a few playlists up to my fives are up on my spotify i have a playlist full of every song that i mention and i have a playlist for the lists that we normally do in our typical episodes so if you want to hear any of that feel free to go find it it's shane windham rayburn alexander mm -hmm. i also have my fives and my fours up there um, as well as every top 10 list well my song recommendation for this week my song of the week if you will was booty bounce by dj funk because this show is half mine and i do what i want <laughs> okay uh the thing that I want to plug this week, it's not available for streaming right now. Sorry, it was on Prime for a while, but it's Rock and Roll High School, the 1979 film. Uh, this is a musical starring the Ramones that must be seen to be believed. Doesn't it? it was, sorry. Doesn't it have that girl that, always, that wore the hat and Carrie? Isn't she like the lead? I can't think of her name right now, but I'm pretty sure I know her from uh, Rob Zombie films. She's in Rob Zombie films. Yeah. Which is odd, because when she's younger, uh, she looks a lot like Sherry Moon. Uh-huh. But that's yep. not who it is. I don't know who you're talking about, so... She played the mother? Who was she? I don't remember. Okay, sorry. I'm going to shut up and quit interrupting. The film was originally written with the intention of starring Cheap Trick, so it's going to make the Ramones a little more fun, I guess, than you might be used to. Uh, I drive my wife crazy with the song, I Want You Around, because... She can't actually enjoy the film. She tried watching it, but Joey Ramone is so odd-looking to her that she can't watch the film. Uh, personally, I think it's a near-perfect cult classic musical. Go enjoy it. That's all I got. Katie, did you want to share anything? Recommend a song at random or talk about something you just really love? No. All right. It's funny that you mentioned Johnny Ramone because when I... Joey. Joey, sorry. Johnny Ramone. Anyway, Joey Ramone, because my mom used to call me Joey Ramone when I first started dyeing my hair black and had bangs that she would cut. So Megan basically just called me ugly. She in, couldn't have known you back school. then. She couldn't have handled it. He's the wildest looking front man of all time. I love it. <laughs> His look is so unique. You would never think that this, he, he looks kind of like a, a wallflower. Yeah. Like a kid that, yeah. I can't even picture him in my mind. I don't know. This uh, came out right around the same time Grease did. And really? Yeah. And the films share a lot of similarities. Are they both filmed at Rydell High? I don't think so. Okay. But I'm, I'm pretty sure there's some naming similarities there somewhere. Mm -hmm. But definitely 
watch it. It's not of the same level. This is more like a B-side film. It's a cult film, but it's fantastic. Since we're talking musicals here and we're talking high school, I just want to point out that if you're interested, there's a series (laughs) called High School Musical. (laughs) If you want to get into that, the second High School Musical is, is the best one. So enjoy. I liked your previous answer better. No. <laughs> That's disinvited mid-podcast. I, I literally <laughs> thought you were going to like mention Riverdale or something, and then we just oh, veered straight past it, which we talked about it on the podcast. That was the coolest birthday that you, you threw for Stu. That's super cool, and I especially love that you and Joseph dressed up and he was flipping burgers in the kitchen. He saved it. I got so scatterbrained and like, cause I was planning it out and I wanted it to feel real. Like they're at a restaurant. And so by the time they got to the table, I felt like, <laughs> I can't pull this off. <laughs> and I um, was in the kitchen trying to get the shakes ready and he's doing the burgers and the kids were like going around on their scooters in the kitchen and I was like, get they out. wouldn't do this at a restaurant. Like, and so I would come out of the curtain and be like, can Weird. Those aren't allowed at Pop's Diner. Can you please have a seat? And they were like, no. <laughs> and Joseph was like, I'll handle this. And like, you he went in there. sit down. I know it's your birthday, but I will <laughs> evict you from this house. That's what I'm saying. I got, I got stressed, of course, as I do. And he, he really got into character, and they thought it was so fun. I liked the bow tie and the hat. That yeah. was my favorite. He pulled it off. Mm-hmm. He did. Let's go ahead and move on to the next artist. All right, to start it off, we covered Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, and that's Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, not just Tom Petty. We started off with their self-titled album from 1976, this was my runner up. I gave it six five fives. Six five. Uh, my top track was American Girl and my bottom track was Fooled Again. I don't like it. And that was that's Fooled Again. I don't like it. I'm not saying I don't like it, but apparently I don't because it was my bottom track. I gave it three fives. My top track was Hometown Blues and my bottom track was Fooled Again. I don't like it. And I don't like it. Okay. I don't know that I even want to talk about this artist. Are we already already not on the same page? I just, something to understand is, as a kid, I loathed Tom Petty. Absolutely hated Tom Petty's sound. There were a handful of tracks. I wasn't big into rock at that point, and I really disliked classic rock when I was young. That having been said, the greatest hits did eventually grow on me. Mm Mm-hmm. And I wasn't sure what I was getting myself into. I tried to go into it without any um, biases because I know most people really like this artist and it was recommended by Codes. Yeah. I given, I don't know if he, I have my assumptions, but I don't know if he recommended it because he loves this artist or because he really hates this artist. But personally, I loved this artist. This was my top pick. I gave it 10 fives. This album got a perfect rating from me. Holy. My, my, you've got to get a new noise for your. <laughs> <laughs> that noise Every really time it happens. I would give that noise one out of five. <laughs> what do you want me to do? I'm just going to get like a sound machine. 
just to... <laughs> My bottom track was Mystery Man, and that was really hard to pick a bottom track. My top track was Luna. Listeners, if you're out there and you want to help me here, I tried like hell to figure out which Pink Floyd song this reminded me of. It sounds like it might be from the dark side or the animals era. The closest I could get was Breathe in the Air by Pink Floyd. It may not even be Pink Floyd, but write us to let let me know if you can figure out what Luna sounds like because there's something there that is just bugging the shit out of me. All right, next album up is Damn the Torpedoes from 1979. This got my top ranking. Took my top spot. It got what? Then go ahead. It got six fives. Top track was Here Comes My Girl. Bottom track, Shadow of a Doubt. This um, was my favorite album. And it got three fives. My top track was Even the Losers. And my bottom track was You Tell Me. Even the Losers was very close. That's a good song. Here Comes My Girl was very close for me. There you go. Here Comes My Girl is what I went with as a top track. Bottom track was Century City. This was my bottom pick. I gave it seven fives, though. Wow, you really. This awoken or revisited like an appreciation for Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. I'm going to get into why in a little bit. Okay. Let's move on to the next album. This is Long After Dark. This is their 1982 album. This was the bottom album for me. I gave it three fives. My top track is You Got Lucky. My bottom track was The Same Old You. My top track was also You Got Lucky. This ranked next to last for me. I gave it seven fives, though. Bottom track was A Wasted Life. Yeah, this also was my bottom album. I gave it zero fives. My top track was Change of Heart. And my bottom was A Wasted Life. All right, we can agree on, we can agree on A Wasted Life. Yeah. Next album. This is Southern Accents from 1985. This fell right in the middle for me. Top track, oh, sorry, Five Fives is what I gave it. My top track is Southern Accents. My bottom track, It Ain't Nothing to Me. I gave this album zero fives. My top track was Dogs on the Run. And my bottom track was It Ain't Nothing to Me. This was my runner-up. Uh, this got a perfect rating from me as well. I gave it nine fives. Wait. Oh, my God. <laughs> my top track was Rebels. Uh, my bottom track was Make It Better, Forget About Me. But again, that's not saying much. What I would mention is there's something on this CD. I think maybe it's Don't Come Around Here No More. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it w- whatever the, the big hit on the album was, was my favorite Tom Petty song for a long time. Um So Rebels having taken that top spot really speaks to how much I love this album. I think this probably would have been my top album. It just had fewer tracks than the other one that got a perfect rating Mm -hmm. from me. Mm -hmm. And I would also like to say that I've been rating music for years. I've been doing this for years. And perfect albums are rare for me. So there's some quality here. Mm Mm-hmm. My dad's going to appreciate this, by the way. The last thing he told me was, you better not fucking say anything bad about Tom Petty or or you can change your last name and move to a different country. So, yeah. The the pressure was real. Next album we covered was Into the Great Wide Open from 1991. This got second to last for me. I gave it three fives, but my top track is Into the Great Wide Open, which I have been playing on repeat 
ever since I started listening to Tom Petty. And my bottom track is Out in the Cold. I gave this album one five. And my top track is Into the Great Wide Open. And my bottom track is Built to Last. Yep, my bottom track was Built to Last. My top track was All the Wrong Reasons. This fell in the middle for me, and I gave it six fives. Mm. Uh, Something I want to mention before we move on is Built to Last was not a bad song. It just irked me. And it irked me because it uses the same melody style as Stand By Me by Benny King. Drove me nuts. I couldn't get past it to enjoy the song the way that I wanted to, but it's still a decent song. A lot of songs from these five albums that we covered were co-written by Jeff Lynn from ELO. I mean, he was in one of the he was one of the people in the Traveling Wolverines that Tom Petty was in, but he co-wrote a lot of popular songs and I didn't know that, so I just wanted to say that. Another thing about Into the Great Wide Open is they were you could tell they were embracing more of the 90s sound that was becoming more concrete at that point. What I noticed primarily is the the piano kind of fell more into the background than it had before that point. Uh, so while I really like the sound, it reminds me of some later Pink Floyd. It just wasn't the same. Still a great album, though. I What I wanted to say earlier is I only gave a single three through the entirety of this rating. Otherwise, it was wow. all fours and fives. Wow. Mostly fives. As I was listening to Tom Petty, I was certain, based on the lyrics, that he's a Gemini. And I Googled it, and I was wrong. He's a Libra. Hey. What's up, Tom Betty? I'm a Both Libra. Both of y'all are full of yourselves. <laughs> anyway, let's get on to the questionnaire. Course says the Virgo. What's wrong with me? It's a very um, fitting thing to say for a Virgo. Is it? Yeah. He's a Voigo. I don't know. That's all bullshit, in my opinion. So Moving on. Or is it? Or is it? Moving on to the questionnaire, what would y'all say is the weirdest track from Tom Petty? I said, it ain't nothing to me. I agreed. Nope. Sorry, Mom. I did give this song a five, but Spike was the weirdest song in Tom Petty's disco that we listened to this week. Spike was, Mom was in the room, and I was on that album, and uh, she made me skip ahead and listen to Spike while she was sitting there, and I was like, yeah, Cool. It's a like, great song. And she's like, you have to hear it live. <laughs> like, it's so much better live. I love when you she's make... She's <laughs> going to hate your impression of her. <laughs> I love when you make fun of your mom. Best title. <laughs> I put Southern Accents. I am from a small town of about 750 people. So I... There are that many people in that town? Mm-hmm. Well, there might be more since I've... I never... I don't recognize anybody that lives there now other than my parents. Wow. So, uh, yeah, I can identify with that song, and I thought that it was a good title. I put Even the Losers. That's probably my favorite Tom Petty song, and the title is just perfect. That he didn't make it like Losers or Even the Losers. I don't know. I just thought I really appreciated that That, title. That was my runner-up for best title, too. Mine was You and I Will Meet Again. I'm pretty sure I gave this song a four, but that title drew me in. Mm-hmm. I think I just had really high expectations of it. And it was almost there. What about your worst titles? I said All or Nothing, and I would have used Phlegm Diaries instead. Phlegm Diaries. Okay. Tom Petty in that song sings a little differently, and it's not like um, 
on one of his songs, he kind of uh, puts on like an accent. This one was different. He was like trying to do this. So I was like, Flem Diaries. Katie? Katie? (laughs) (laughs) Strangered in the Night. Yeah. And I said he it should have been called Strangers in the Night. Like, I've never heard the word strangered. Yeah, I need to look that up because I think Spotify might have just made a mistake I wondered that. My answer was Mary's new car. And I would have called it Can We Ride. Oh, yeah. That would have been better. Strongest element for Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. I say guitar playing and raspy vocals, which um, I really appreciate the guitar in here. Um, He actually learned, uh, well, he actually took lessons from Don Felder of the Eagles. And I can hear it. Like, I can hear that inspiration a little bit. You're not the only one. So, anyway, I have a feeling Shane's going to mention them later later in the questionnaire. What about you, Kate? I just might. I put lyrics. That's not all I put, but I just want to say I find it interesting because a lot of like feel good sounds and songs, which that's straight up Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers to me. It's American apple pie. Just an amazing sound. And a lot of those types of songs I feel like don't have great lyrics. Like it's more geared towards the sound. I think he has great lyrics. I was kind of surprised. I didn't know until I got into it this week. But um, I put lyrics and mood, because he can change my mood. And I put, I love the weather references. <laughs> he, he makes comments about the moon or the wind or the cold. And I, I'm here for it. What should I write here, y'all? That's fucking cold outside. Dang. I said the willingness to let each instrument shine. Really appreciated that there was so much space in what they were doing as a band that you got every element, and they were all great. What was everyone's weakest element? I said I wished for more collaborations with other artists. I think that would have been cool. And I really struggled to pick a weakest element. Yeah, I left that line blank because I couldn't. I did not struggle with this, but it's not a negative. My weakest element was Petty's voice. Uh, it it won't appeal to everyone. He has, it reminds me of Jeff Tate from Queensryche. Mm. Most people won't be able to get into the majority of the music because they can't get past the voice. This is not a voice that you think of as primetime star material, but once you love it, you can't get enough of it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It's definitely love it or hate it. It's an acquired got, taste. Yeah, it's it's definitely got a style to it. And that's one of and that's one of the things that I said I thought was one of his strongest elements. So clearly I fit in one of those categories. Yeah. What or who do you think Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers sounds like? Y'all go ahead. Okay, I think I nailed it on the head. Just let me tell you the story. <laughs> me <laughs> and Laura and Mom are at the table playing Yahtzee. We're listening to Tom Petty. This was the same time as she's they're not on Spank. Um, we had just been we had just been listening to Fiona Apple because Laura was like, "You have to hear the song, Mom." Like, because she's saying, "Who do you think would win, Fiona Apple or Tom Petty?" And me and Laura were both like, "Fiona Apple," even though we both love Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Fiona Apple just reigns supreme. Anyway, she was showing Mom songs, and I was telling them how I feel like I nailed who she sounds like, and 
Then we're listening to Tom Petty. So, and I'm just naturally thinking, who does he sound like? And I was like, he sounds like Ozzy. <laughs> and they were like, Vocals. or I especially Laura that, was yeah. like, yeah, especially Ozzy's just talking. Sounds like that. And then Laura was like, he sounds like someone else. And she was sitting there for a while and she was like, Adam Sandler. <laughs> and I was like, holy shit, he does. Tom Petty, Ozzy and Adam Sandler. Yes. Listen to this. Then after this, she's like, Mom, I want you to hear this Tom Petty song. And she gets on her phone. Please tell me she played like Adam Sandler or Ozzy. Yes. I, uh, I want to grow old with you. Oh is what she turned God. on. And my mom put the speaker right to her ear because, you know, she's deaf. Yeah. Talk and she's just like listening as he's singing. And it's she doesn't know that it's not Tom Petty. <laughs> See, that's how much he sounds like him. If you go listen, you'll hear it. Wow. Did not see that coming Neither either. Neither did I. <laughs> really? I said, and I had a lot of answers for this, Bruce Springsteen, Bob Dylan, John Denver, Fleetwood Mac, and the Eagles. Good answers. Thank you. You covered some of mine. I'm going to blow through this really fast. So answer number one was Dwight Twilly Band. Rayburn, you knew I would get this in here. I'd find a way. But looking for the magic, there is a specific song where he does that <laughs> vocal, yeah. Uh, in places, What It Takes by Aerosmith. That really yep. reminded me. Uh, the Rolling Stones. Lyrically, something like Wild Horses. A lot of the early music reminded me of George Thorogood and the Destroyers. Yeah. Think I Drink Alone as a song. I know the Eagles were around first, but I'll forever think of the Eagles as a lesser version of the Heartbreakers from here on. I'm sorry. In the City by the Eagles is probably as close as they come to what Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers are getting right. Mm -hmm. Main Street by Bob Seger. Mm -hmm. Born in the USA by Bruce Springsteen. Jack and Diane by John Mellencamp. As was previously mentioned, uh, he... Tom Petty was part of the Traveling Wilburys, mm -hmm. which consisted of George Harrison, Bob Dylan, Roy Orbison, and Jeff Lynne. Mm -hmm. uh, track by the Wilburys would be Handle With Care. George Harrison's Got My Mind Set On You. Tomorrow is a Long Time Live by Bob Dylan. California Blue by Roy Orbison. And even though I know these are fighting words, I'm not really big on ELO. Uh, anyway, Don't Bring Me Down by ELO. If you enjoy any of what I just mentioned... I think you will greatly appreciate the Heartbreakers. I think your songs mentioned on the podcast playlist just like doubled in size just then. I've actually mentioned less songs this week than the previous weeks. Okay. Well, I just put them all together in that little I'm condensed space. Um, yeah, I completely agree with a lot of what you said. I also thought that they're great into the Great Wide Open album, that they and Aerosmith were kind of doing the same thing, like mm -hmm. um, Aerosmith's pink they kind of were going for the same sound at that time which yeah. i wanted to say something when you were like those rock older rock bands that were transitioning into the newer sound i yeah, yeah i definitely heard it and into the great wide open had or has one of my favorite covers i just love that cover it was so different isn't it like a town like a painted town yeah it's a painting yeah so moving on when to listen and how the music makes you feel. I said when would be partying or driving, and it makes me feel free. See, and I said close to the same thing. I said optimistic and free, great road trip artist. Mm -hmm. Yep, listen while you're country driving, and it makes me feel like I'm time traveling. 
because you get a solid four or five decades worth of sound mm -hmm. in a single album. Great, great artist. What was your first or best experience with Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers? I went with first, and that was hating it as a child. Katie? I went with, well, I guess it's a mixture of first and best. I don't know. Um, I just remember Misty listening to it. Was it a Greatest Hits album or something? Yeah. I remember her listening to it a lot and loving it. Well, incidentally, my best and first experience with this artist was actually coming to see you mofos in Denton. My dad would play this on repeat on the what I thought was a long trip to mm -hmm. Denton. It was not, but as a kid, I was like, oh my God, this takes forever. So we used to listen to Tom Petty on the way to come see you guys. Cool. What we got next? Who do you want them to collaborate with? And what song would you like them to cover? I wrote It's Too Late. Yeah. Is that too soon? No. I was okay. going to talk about it later. He's dead. So. Yes. I still wrote something down, though. So did I. But I don't, I don't really love what I wrote down. It was kind of a quick thought. I didn't give it much thought. I wrote Brantley Gilbert, Last Dance with Mary Jane. That could be good. See, and I wrote Joe Walsh from the Eagles. And um, I couldn't narrow down a song, although I was tiptoeing on In the City because I thought that a petty collaboration could make that song better. And I, I really love that song. That plays at the end of The Warriors, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Okay. Just making sure. I always think that, but I, I've said some things over the years that have been really wrong. So I. Yeah, no, you're right. And I've always said I'm not an Eagles fan. Um, you know, I quote the Big Lebowski. Oh, like the fucking Eagles. Like I always say that. Um, I like the Eagles. Well, I saw not Jeff. Um, I saw Don Felder in concert with my dad, and I got to listening to it, and I'm like, oh, oh damn it, I like I like a little of the Eagles. Damn it, I can't say that anymore. Uh, but in the city, I loved because of the Warriors. I watched it a lot, and that was my first like introduction to the Eagles. The Eagles is some some sexy time music for some people we know. We're not going to go there. Next. Okay. Um, not me, by the way. <laughs> it's not me either, Katie. Uh, Would no? you like to tell no. someone nobody, something? Nobody in this room. Okay. If, if they're out there listening, they'll know. Okay. Uh, what makes this artist seem unique to either of you? I said the stylistic flexibility and that vintage sound that they have. I said in his lyrics, he expresses a love towards unruly women. I don't think you hear that a whole lot. I feel like mostly the women in songs that get love are like the innocent, the, you know, the yeah. the one that was right, that didn't hurt me. Yeah. I feel like he feels, and he expresses it in song, a lot of the love for the one who did hurt me. Yeah. Troubled women need love too. I, I'll throw out there, if you're just giving up on someone because they hurt you a little, you're missing out on some goodness can't go through life with a rule that I, I I'm not going to go off on a tangent here. This <laughs> self-care, throw everybody in the garbage mentality. I hate it. I said guitar stylings and vocals. That's already what I said earlier. Um, what? Nothing. I was going to ask you how this artist could be most successful in the future. Okay. I was going to say the same thing. I said, rest in peace, Tom Petty. Yeah. No such thing as more successful. Yep. That was my answer. I don't think, I mean, he... I mean, he was Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. I don't think with without him in the mix, I don't even think the Heartbreakers could. I I wrote that he could haunt someplace <laughs> that would be appropriate. 
I don't know what place that is, but he could do that All right. and be more successful. Um, who would you recommend this artist to and why? Uh, people who want a greatest hits artist with way more to offer. I really think that the greatest hits album was a mistake because I'm living proof that people could just listen to a greatest hits album and never delve into what else that artist had to offer. When you see a greatest hits album, you tend to think, okay, well, that's what they bring to the table. It's not even a two disc. What am I, what am I here for? But there is a ton of fantastic material in this discography. Yeah, I was surprised. I usually, when I know somebody by greatest hits, I usually don't care much for the other stuff. I was pleasantly surprised. Mm-hmm. I was like in headphones. And Joseph was looking at me like an idiot. She looked like Eminem in a sound booth just now. <laughs> it got me going. It's good, good mood music. Who would you recommend it to and why? I said Free Spirits. And I, I said... Uh, I picked someone specific recently. Um, I just saw our cousin Dawson um, has started to play the guitar and post some videos on Facebook, mainly leaning more towards a lot of Beatles, George Harrison. Um, I think that Tom Petty would be a good artist for him to dive into and maybe learn a couple covers to perform on Facebook. Has so. Dawson posted more than one video? He's posted yeah. a couple, yeah. I've only oh, yeah. seen one, and I watched it at least like six times in a row. I was just like, couldn't believe that was Dawson. Yeah. Makes me feel good. Yeah. Yeah. They got Jackson up there in Idaho, and I get a snap every now and then. It's just him playing drums yeah. mm-hmm. in a room and Jennifer bitching at him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, can't even sit on the porch. Got to listen to all this. <laughs> anyway. Any optional discussion topics? One of the optional discussion topics I have is we mentioned other projects that Tom Petty was a part of, and I had to bring it back to my girl Stevie. Stop dragging my heart around with him and Stevie Nicks. They also were really good friends for a while. And apparently Tom Petty's second wife told Stevie Nicks the story of how her and Tom met in high school and started dating. And... Due to a miscommunication, I guess, about their the age that they met at, mm-hmm. Edge of Seventeen was actually inspired by Tom Petty and his second wife. So I don't think it was Seventeen, though. You learn something new every day. And for similar sounding songs, I said Rebel sounded like Born to Run by Bruce Springsteen. Yes, ma'am. And you? Oh, I have nothing left here. I already went through all of my stuff. I will say that Tom Petty was my winner for the week. Tom Petty was also my winner. Based on ratings, Fiona Apple was my winner. And yeah, I probably based on anything. But you know who what? I'm more likely to listen to more often would be Tom Petty because or Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers because it's it gets me in a better mood. Not a lot of music can actually do that to me. Mostly it's country. That's I think that's why I, I gear towards that because it lifts me up. Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers definitely did that i was down down this week like having weird i was having nightmares like weird anxiety and depression and i was dancing when tom petty was playing like it well there we go yeah but fiona was your winner yes yes all right just wanted to make sure we got not surprised by that at all it was her choice (laughs) all right so katie what's your guilty pleasure artist I almost didn't answer this one because I was like, I'm not embarrassed. I don't feel <laughs> guilt. And Laura was like, 
So pick someone who like other people get annoyed when you're listening to them. And I was like, oh, Billie Eilish. My <laughs> Joseph, Devin, Stuart, Marilyn. That's a guilty pleasure artist. They all. In her household, I'm yes. sure. If I play it in the car, come play to it in my the house. house. They are come pissed hang out with me. if I play it. We, we love her in my house. And I expected at least Marilyn to like get into it with me. She hates it. Wow. She's right along with her dad. She whispers. I'm going to have to talk to my girl. I feel like your hu- your your husband, you're married. Yeah, mm-hmm. I feel like your husband makes uh, some snap judgments with artists sometimes. Like if, they, if they get him wrong just a little, oh, nah. bro, I'm not listening to it. You know what's really funny? Because he says about what he hates about Billie Eilish is she whisper sings. But he loves. The other night we were, um, I was actually talking. Yes, I was talking to Laura about a possible collaboration with Fiona Apple and somebody else. And I was saying, sing like, it was Hosier, who I was considering first. And I was like, sing, or I'll sing like him, or you'll sing like him. And then the other one will sing like Fiona. Let's see what this song would sound like. Mm -hmm. And we're both just like, uh, trying to remember lyrics. (laughs) Saying random shit. And Joseph's sitting right next to me, and he's like, you know, you you whisper sing really good. <laughs> You're going to make him love Billie Eilish. You fucking hate whisper singing, you asshole. It's funny that you said something about Billie Eilish because one of the things that my dad said before I got here was, nah, she ain't going to win. Talking about Fiona Apple. And she's like, nah, she ain't going to win. She ain't no Billie Eilish. And I'm sitting wow. here thinking, wait a minute, you listen to Billie Eilish. And he was like, yeah. And I just think he compares the two because they both have blue eyes and like that dark hair or whatever. But yeah, that's what he told me. He's I'm like, still inexperienced. You would really like her. You would really like uh, Billie yeah, Eilish. Yeah, I think you would love her. You still need to listen to that song that was on my Songs That Make You Cry okay. list. So anyway. Katie, which artist do you refuse to listen to? Uh, let me turn my page. I think the, this is the one I X'd out because I've... Couldn't think of anyone. Should listen to anybody. Sure, I'm sure there are people I don't particularly like, which don't come to mind, but I would never refuse to listen. All right, well, leave here and go listen to Lil Pump. Let oh, me know God. next time you're on if I think that's you've still showed me out. Lil yeah, Pump Sh- before. Yeah, Shane hates Lil Pump. I'm proud of it. It's the, it's the only <laughs> I'm <laughs> proud of my hatred. The closest I come is we jokingly scream, es get it. It's like the let's name of a song. Yeah, he's what's he supposed to be saying? Let's get it. I've never heard it. It's so. part of their mumble rap thing that's going on. We got we got drunk right before a Panic at the Disco concert. Uh, we went and had sushi and drank a whole bunch of sake, and we were just poor Blue was sober because he was the one driving me, you, and your wife. Poor Blue. Poor Blue, and we were just yelling, "Let's get it!" Like the entire time. I was doing anything I could to not piss my pants. That's true. I didn't expect it to take as long as it did to get there. And when we had to get into the place before I could use the restroom, yep. I was in a bad mood going into that Shane concert. Shane was full on like running at one point. I'm like, oh, oh, damn. We really got to go. He, Yeah, he almost did It's for real, it. y'all. I ain't wearing no diapers or nothing. <laughs> we got to go. Uh, what's your favorite music video, Katie? Pagan Poetry by Bjork. Hands down. I am 0% surprised. <laughs> video does it, man. It's a great video. Yes, it's it a is. great song. What's another song by that artist that you really like? Oh, what is it? What is it? What is it? I know I like Oh So Quiet. There was another one that was one of my favorites. I can't think of it off the top of my head. If you're asking me, it's Army of Me. 
Uh, yeah, I love that one. But there was, I don't know. It, I used to take your CDs and listen to them. I can't remember. <laughs> it's been a long time since I've listened to them. Okay. Well, don't worry about it. It's what I get for putting people on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> You're making her think. Stop. What is your favorite live album? Okay, I don't have a favorite live album, but I listed a live album because I have an experience with one. Probably the only experience I have. Um, I listed 1994 Nirvana Unplugged in New York. Yeah, that's a classic. Do you normally enjoy listening to live music? No. Same. Here's my story about this album. Okay. It was the summer before ninth grade. Summer before high school. It was a cold winter evening. I was asleep mid-afternoon, of course. It was the opposite of that, (laughs) Raven. Laura and Chad were together at this time. It was the days of Heath's house, going to Heath's house, everybody going to Heath's house to get high. And jumping off, y'all, not me, jumping off cliffs and uh, bridges, going to the lake, Taco Bueno, Heath's. That's that's the summer. Jay lived there. I remember this motherfucker coming over one day. It was right after uh, Biscuit's Starfish album came out. Yeah. And so we're all back there listening to that album. And that idiot's just, he's being too stupid. He's trying to break shit. It's just like, go home. And he walked outside and got arrested. <laughs> You're talking about Chad, right? No. Oh. Heath. Heath. Oh. Yeah, I think, I think that, it was truancy. I don't know. His, but his ass that, got picked up by the cops right outside of the house. <laughs> that kind of ties into my story. Okay, I'm sleeping mid-afternoon. I get woken up by Laura and Chad. They have been up. They've been to Heath's and back. <laughs> this this was the activity that you do. You go to Heath's. You walk. Home. You walk back. And um, they woke me up. I was really in love with the movie Almost Famous at this time in my life, which... Still, but you know, it was, it was new then. Um, they woke me up and were like, we found William Miller. (laughs) The main (laughs) character from that movie. You get up and come to Heath's. William Miller is there. And I was like, okay. And I got up, went to Heath's. There's this dude I've never met sitting on Heath's futon where you sit at Heath's. Um, and yeah, he looks like William Miller. He's wearing this red t-shirt, jeans, Shaggy hair, face looks similar to William Miller. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, huh. And I went to sit down and he did that, put oh, his hand out thing you sat, to touch my butt. You sat on his <laughs> hand. He touched the butt. Which these days it would be like, oh, okay, no. <laughs> William Miller would never. Yeah. So we're done here. But I was an idiot. Anyways. I'm just imagining him sitting with his hand like this and you're just sitting there and never met this guy. Yeah, we just ha- we sitting didn't on even his speak. Hand. Before I, that happened. I had, just to share a story about these stoners when they were younger, I had one of my elementary teachers tape a copy of our Camp Grady Spruce trip. She had it muted when she did the copy, so it was completely silent, but I still enjoyed having it. I, I appreciated it. VHS camcorder tape, and we had a camcorder at the house. And so one day I go to look for my tape, and I, I put it in, and what immediately starts playing is <laughs> they had found fucking emus (laughs) so it's just them walking around the trailer park with the fucking camcorder videotaping the stupidest shit possible all over my camp brady spruce trip tape this was specifically laura and chad that found the emu and down the road where the emu lived 
and was like, you know, running along the fence. You should have seen it on the tape. Um, so if you guys ever wonder why the Camp Grady Spruce trip doesn't pop up on YouTube at some point, that's why. Because all I had was emus and I, I want you to, Chad's ass. And, I want you to post the emu video and label it I don't Camp know, Grady. I don't know where it went. Spruce trip. I don't either. I think mm. my grandmother stole it. She was She was really into that emu tape. Is it emu or emu? Emu? I think I say emu. Maybe I say different. But down that road where the emu lived, they said that was hell. They called me. (laughs) When they were together, it was was crazy. What makes for a bad musician? Hang on. Oh. She's got the end of her (laughs) story, man. So he touched my butt. Whatever. I didn't (laughs) care. And then... William Miller. We hung out all day. We went to the lake with you. It, It was the bridge, specifically... You met this guy. You probably don't remember him. I he jumped William off Miller. the bridge. He did when his hair was wet. He did not look like William Miller, and I was very disappointed by this. <laughs> but anyways, we ended up going home. It was Laura, Chad, me, and this guy. His name was Ryan, by the way. We that they one of them had that CD, the Nirvana Unplugged in New York, and it played like it looped all night, hours and hours and hours, and we just like made out all night long. You sat on his hand. Yeah. And that was it. Yeah, we barely ever spoke a word, but we made yeah. out for hours and hours to that album. And in the morning, he spent the night. We fell asleep at some point. In the morning, I woke up because there were police at the house to get him. Apparently, he was in a foster home that he ran away from. So he was a runaway, and the cops found him at our house. Oh, boy. And then he was gone, and that's the story. I feel like by the time my novel comes out, nothing in it is even going to be surprising. <laughs> Just hearing some of the stories, yeah, it kind of lived like that. Yeah. Anyway, what makes for a bad musician? I said repetitive stuff. I also said braggy. Like a lot of today's hip hop, I hate it because it's constantly bragging about how much money you have. I mm. can't stand listening to that. I hate when they say their names. Yeah. Over and over. Who's the, uh, it's Jason Derulo. Jason Derulo. I hate that stuff. Like, even when he's got a good song, I can't get past it. Yeah, Go that, ahead. That I didn't mean to cut you off. Considered braggy, I would say. It may, gonna... Those artists make for the worst on the music guessing game because they pop off. Blue, who is this song? Jason, or who is this artist? Jason Derulo. Blue's like Jason People Derulo. People who aren't good at the music guessing game, they always feel so proud of themselves, too, when they get it. Like, they just said it. You, you ever <laughs> All been playing? Team. Like they're they're they got the artist, but they're trying to get the song title, and all somebody does is just guess every lyric as it comes along. Yep. Okay, it's that. Okay, it's that. Yep. No, this is not how we play Listen. this game. Listen to it. Speaking of music games, I had written braggy and today's hip hop. Hate that. Um, I said except when a specific time we were playing mixtape, and it was a card that said something about. You won the lottery, mm-hmm. you're walking out, or mm-hmm. you robbed a bank and you're walking... Something having to do with money. Devin played... Do you guys know Cody Ko and Noel Miller on YouTube? Oh my god, yeah. No. They yeah. do a series called That's Cringe. They mm-hmm. do that together. Fucking recommend that. Love it. They're making... Uh, well, they're watching and cringing at this video of these two little teenage girls... Did I write? Yeah, Hot Problems is what the video's called and what that mm-hmm. those girls, the song. Uh-huh. But they're like, could we make a better song than this? Because they're, ta- they're being sarcastic, obviously. Yeah. And they make the song. Devin played this song 
after the lottery prompt mixtape. It's called Fucking Rich. And the song's just, you know, it says a bunch of stuff, but it's mainly just, I'm fucking rich. Yeah. And you're fucking poor. Yeah. Like, it, it was just like, hell yeah, I just won the lottery. <laughs> I had to listen to this on my own after Devin left at one point because he tried to show it to me. But then he just laughed as loud as he could the whole time he was showing me. So I didn't even get to hear the song. But it, I usually find some gold when the kids are over and they're watching YouTube because mm-hmm. I'll be on my PS4 account. So when they leave, I'll just go through the history. Like, what the fuck am I watching right now? Yeah, yeah, that was Devin with Stinky. Yeah, that's still <laughs> ongoing at my house, thanks to Devin. The uh, the Mark Rebier streams for quarantine on YouTube right now. Holy shit. <laughs> Go watch them. Specifically, I think it's Two Girls, One Quarantine. Oh, God. You just... Gets my me heart almost just sank. Every time. No, I'm not going to bring I that know. up, you nasty. <laughs> what else am I supposed to think when you say Two Girls, One? Yeah. Me and Laura have talked about... We've talked about making a YouTube channel or a podcast, different things. She came up with a brilliant name for either of them, and it's Two Girls, One Cup of Tea. Oh my God! That's good. You may that may be real one well, day. You should probably use it pretty fast because somebody <laughs> yeah, listening you just is gave going it to, to someone else. Yeah. All right. So at this point, I'd like to go ahead and encourage anyone who's out there listening. If you want to give us your feedback, write us with questions. Go ahead and hit us up online. Uh, now we need to draw our artist for next week and thank Katie for coming. Let's start with the listener jam jar, Katie. So grab it, shake it up, open it. Hold on. Break. Break. All right. Before we get to that, I had a gift for Katie as a thank you. Official Rated Radio shirt. Yeah. Thanks for being our first guest. We really appreciate it. It's a token of our appreciation for being a guest on the Rated Radio podcast. So not being narcissistic at all with having our names and the logo on it but it's just all a, good i support just a thank you for coming on today and thank you for having me yeah all right let's get past the mush, mushy shit and figure out who we're covering next week the listener jam jar you said yep, yep. shake shake, shake, shake. Up. try not to look oh, i don't know if i can open it oh, i got it <laughs> women in jars and I just completely undid all my anti yeah i was going to say earlier. wow that was no, pretty sexist i'm my hand still hurts from last night the wife brought me a relish jar, which one, I've never seen her eat relish in my entire life, but it had closed up because of the sugars. Yeah. And I about ripped my hand open trying to get it. All right, Katie, who who is, is our selection the, from the listener? There's something on both sides. Yeah, there should be a name of a an name. artist and a person's name who recommended it on the other. Okay. If it's handwritten, <laughs> I apologize. The artist is Tool. Oh, All wow. right. And who suggested it? Maria on IG... Local music, it says. Oh, um, yeah, we got a comment on Instagram from one of our listeners. She said that she really wanted us to cover more local artists. Uh, But if she had to pick a major artist, she was going to go with Tool. So Mm -hmm. we really appreciate the feedback. Eventually, we will be getting to more local artists. We just wanted to go ahead and stick with some of the larger names for now. But yeah, so thank you for interacting with us. We really appreciate it. And I... I can't wait to cover this artist. I'll throw that out there. Good choice for artists, Maria. I'm not wildly experienced with Tool, just to give you a preview. 
I don't know what's about to happen. So but that's going to be a fun ride. And jam oh, jar time. Yep. Jam jar. And our next artist is within temptation. Oh my God! It's a good week for Shane. Fuck yeah! Here we go. Solution to this hell world that I have been living. Tool and within temptation. Again, we wanted to thank Maria for her suggestion on tool. And we are going to close out this episode of Rated Radio. I love that we just got done saying we were doing big artists. And then one of the specializations comes out of the jar. It's probably, what, a fifth? Not a fifth. Five percent of what's in that jar are Rayburn and I's. Mm-hmm. We can't get rid of this mm-hmm. picks. That's one of them. Well, that's going to do it for this week. Come find us online and let us know what you want to hear next. We want to thank Katie again for coming on. You are an absolute joy to have on. You're welcome and thank you. All right. that We're going to head out. And with that, we're gone until next time. Deuces. I left- Get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> I left out the because it's what you choose. To share ultimately makes your melody unforgettable. That's okay. We forgive you. Okay. It's just my cheesy writing anyway. I like it though. Bye everybody. Bye.